Have an Amazon Prime account? You can subscribe to Q Sports Talk on Twitch for free. Twitch.tv slash Q Sports Talk. Subscribe now through your Amazon Prime account. Allow me to introduce myself. My name is The Sportzilla Show on ESPN Radio 97.7 and 100.1. Because they came to whose house? Where'd you go to college? Syracuse? Syracuse? That's a basketball school. Rain man, good to go. Hey coach, how are you? I'm good, Rain, I'm good. Thanks for doing this today. No problem. I have an English muffin if you got one. What's that? No, go ahead. I'm ready. Uh-huh. This is the Sportzilla Show. Here's Rain and Scooters. Rain and Scooters. Rain and Scooters. Rain and Scooters. Tough for tea, and I happen to have, along with Scoop and the boss, the glue guy, and Tiff in studio with us today, we happen to have tea on the line today. So, Tiana, say hello to everybody in Central New York. They know your name very well. Hi, thanks for having me on. So, I, I'm not going to lie to you. I'm going to come right out off the top, and I'm going to tell you, I have practiced Mangakaya. <laughs> Did I do it right? A little bit. Just the, you know, Mangakaya. Wow. Okay. <laughs> See, I've heard it done about eight different ways. Anytime anybody yeah, interviews you, yeah. and very often you just kind of very politely smooth it over, and it's like, okay, okay. But we wanted to ask. I've heard it. I've, right. I've heard it pronounced a hundred, maybe a thousand times. Yet I'm, I was terrified to get it wrong. So I'm going to just start to break the ice, and I'm going to ask you, what are some of your favorite mispronunciations? <laughs> as uh, your name has been um, so public. Yeah, so one person put like an X in there and like a Z in there, and it was like, I don't even know how to, you know, mock what they did. It was just completely off, but no, you did you did a great job. You did a great job. We're going to call you T or Tian or some variation of that for the remainder of the interview, and we're going to get to the nuts That's and bolts fine. and what's really important uh, for why we're talking. First of all, uh, it is wonderful that you're healthy. I want you to know that we have been rooting for you from afar uh, you didn't probably know our names until now. We couldn't be happier about that. Now, of course, fighting the battle that you did, not just having a city behind you and your team behind you and Coach Q behind you, uh, but now you're giving back. So we're going to talk about the Pink Ribbon Classic today. Proceeds of this support the Dr. Hadley J. Falk Breast Health Center at Krause Hospital. And I understand uh, you have your friend Jake Picard with you as well, so either one of you can comment throughout the interview. Holly Rowe, ESPN person. Er, uh, ESPN personality will be there, and so will you, May 4th, 2020, at Drumlin's Country Club. It's a 12 p.m. shotgun start, a golf tournament, and a 6 p.m. dinner. Now, there's a lot more to get to through the interview, but that's the basics. Did I leave anything out? Um, yeah, so it's uh, my master's program. They host a charity event each year, and really just from all the support and outpour like, of support that I've had during um, and following my diagnosis, it really inspired my class to give back to the community. So, yeah, we've partnered with Krauss Breast Health Center um, with this event. And um, there's going to be, you know, special guests there. There's going to be a silent auction and contests and raffles. Um, Julie Beheim is actually going to be the honorary chair for this event. And, you know, I'm very close to her and she's helped me a lot throughout um everything that I've been through. Uh, so I really appreciate her for, you know, helping out. Also, um, 
Holly Rowe is going to be the guest speaker there, and she'll be there throughout the golfing segment. Um, she's a two-time cancer survivor and uh, ESPN host. Um, also, Tyus Battle uh, from Syracuse Men's Basketball is going to be a celebrity golfer there, and there's going to be some more special guests announced later on. But um, I'm really excited, you know, for this event, and I'm so proud of my class and my teachers here in this program that have really, you know, helped us put this all together. And I just want it to be, you know, a great evening. Again, it's May 4th, the Pink Ribbon Classic at Drumlin's Country Club. That's 800 Nottingham Road, pinkribbonclassic.com. You're on Facebook, Twitter, and yeah. Instagram. And there's a there's a dinner as well. There's a 6 p.m. dinner, and then there's, yeah. there's golf at noon. Take it from yeah. there. Yeah. So... Yeah, I just, you know, I'm super excited. and So uh, we're going to have the golf shotgun start. It's going to be starting at uh, 12 o'clock. It's going to be captain and crew formation. So we're going to be really excited to get a lot of people out there, have a lot of fun on the course. We're going to have food and drink sponsors along with beverage carts and whatnot. So it's going to be an exciting day. Uh, so we're going to be looking for people to help with sponsorships or donations and any uh, companies that are listening that want to reach out. They can reach out through our Pink Ribbon SVEM, like you said, the Facebook, the Twitter, the Instagram. So we're really excited for our partnership with the Crowds Health Center just for that's really where Tiana's story started and all the support that they gave her and the guidance that they gave her along the way inspired us to get together with them and really have a great evening for the community, let people have a great time, but also raise a good chunk of money um, for Crowds Health Center and impact the lives of some women and family around this uh, community that we that need some help. Tiana, pronounce it properly for me again one more time. <laughs> Manga Kahia. Tiana is with us, of course, here on the Sports Illustrated Show, ESPN Radio 97.7 and 100.1, along with Jake Picard. Now, Jake, you brought up the sponsorships, and I'm glad that you did. PinkRibbonClassic.com to reiterate the website. Uh, but VIP access is a sponsorship for anybody out there listening that might want to be considering something uh, to participate or to help out uh, golf and dinner tickets and advertisement and programs, social media exposure, game sponsors, branded table centerpiece, mm -hmm. uh, 18 by 24 inch T sign, raffle tickets. And you know what? You can just straight up donate if you want to. Once again, the proceeds support the Dr. Hadley J. Falk Breast Health Center at Krauss Hospital. So we're going to revisit this in a second, but I want to ask uh, one main question that I wanted to ask Tiana. Uh, and it involves yeah. your it involves Coach Q and your teammates. Mm -hmm. uh, the su yeah. the support that they gave to you was inspiring. Uh, numerous times, following along with your story, brought me to tears. To be perfectly honest with you, but yeah. I I wonder uh, the feedback that you have received during this journey battling for your health. What inspiration? they have given you and what inspiration they have given back. You know what I'm saying? How it's kind of bounced back and forth. I think at different times you've all lifted each other up. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. And you know, when I first found out that I was sick, I, um, I told the team, um, probably like three weeks later, uh, when they all got back on campus and I've just, I don't think, my team even realizes how much they helped me throughout the time. I, you know, on those days that I was down and like, it was, you know, dark times for me. If I was sad, I would call some of my teammates and they would literally always be there for me. Like if 
no matter what they were doing, they would always make sure that I'm good. They would shoot me texts, call me, um, especially Coach Q. You know, he's really helped with my family not being always here. Um, you know, him taking me in and his wife really supporting me. And um, I had to go see different doctors in Boston and his wife came with me. And it's just, I just can't even explain the amount of support, not only from them, but the community uh, receiving letters and cards. Um, it just really meant a lot to me. And I don't think that I, I wouldn't have been able to get through it without all of that support. And I don't know what it would have been like anywhere else um, if I had been at any other school. So it's really just amazing. And I just appreciate every single person that's reached out to me. How has it been being away from home, away from Australia? dealing with all it was this. really yeah it was really difficult um i would say uh my parents and my family my brothers they could come over so i wasn't by myself for any of my chemotherapy treatments um so that was really great uh when they weren't here it was really difficult but i think it's helped me so much um to grow as a woman and to really just um figure it out on my own and not need anybody really. Um, but it was amazing having them here. It was really difficult, but um, it was, you know, it helped me grow and learn a lot about myself. Tiana, you love the game of basketball, obviously. So how about the, yeah. you know, how about those ladies this season? It's just a general observation on the team. And I'm sure you're still in contact with everybody and a source of inspiration yeah. for them right now. Yeah, um, you know, I talk to them before games and after games. Um, you know, I'm super proud of them and how far they've come this season. Um, and I'm just really, you know, at practice, I try to, you know, push them and inspire them and, you know, to never give up. You know, this season hasn't been one of the best seasons uh, for Coach Q or for the girls. So um, I really just try to motivate them and, you know, work work every day, get better every day. And I think um, I'm trying to help, yeah. Tiana, how are the hoops coming for you? Are you shooting around? Are you able to do any of that? How are you feeling when you're out on yeah. a basketball court? So I actually, um, I was able to work out in the beginning of January um, until I had my second surgery. So I've actually been out for like um, almost a month now. Um, but I find out on Friday, um if I can start working out again. So I'm excited for that appointment. <laughs> I think another part of this story that's uh, is just is so human and wonderful is you've talked about how complete strangers uh, have reached out to you and shared their experiences with cancer and how you will uh, bounce that back and forth and you'll spend time with them. And sometimes yeah. you're giving them advice. Sometimes they're giving you advice and you're you're comforting mm -hmm. one another which i think is just a, a a wonderfully human special thing yeah for sure i've um actually received so many messages through instagram and um i you know i've visited some high schools and spoken to some women that um have just finished chemo and 
it's actually great to hear from other women who have been through or are going through what I've been through and we can exchange stories and just speak about the different, you know, side effects that we've had and, you know, how we've gotten through it. I spoke to a lady from California on Instagram and she has kids and a husband and it's just, you know, it's just so crazy to, you would never think and you never really realize how many people are out there that are struggling or going through something. So, you know, I think it's always important to be kind to one another and, um, be compassionate about what other people are going through. Little empathy goes a long way. The Sports Illustrated Show, ESPN Radio yeah. 97.7 and 100.1. I say tough for T. Everybody knows who we're talking about. we got Tiana online with Jake Picard. Jake, is there anything else as far as the Pink Ribbon Classic that I left out as you've been sitting back listening to what we've been talking about or anything else, a couple of main things that you want to put out to people listening? Uh, no, you guys, you guys have done a wonderful, wonderful job. We uh, Just on top of everything that you've said and just the story that Tiana's paid for you guys of what she's gone through and what she's doing currently, there's, there's also available, uh, we want to let everybody know that people, if they just want to come individually or just have individual foursomes, those are also available along with if somebody, say, doesn't want to golf or doesn't golf but still wanted to support the Pink Ribbon Classic, we also have individual dinner tickets. And for any students listening, we also offer a discounted uh, student dinner ticket rate. So so everybody knows, uh, Tiana, you and Jake both, we will make sure everything is podcasted uh, once we're off the air today at 4 o'clock. So you can share this everywhere. Let everybody have a nice in-depth listen to what the Pink Ribbon Classic is all about. Just remember the website, if nothing else, pinkribbonclassic.com. Tiana, aside from your journey and hoops, how difficult has it been for you to uh, see the bushfires in Australia and see that happening there? Yeah, it was really, um, when I first saw this on social media and, you know, speaking to my parents, it was really upsetting. It made me appreciate home a lot more and made me realize that I need to, you know, try to get back home whenever I can. Um, you never know what's going to happen because, you know, in Australia, not many things like this ever happen. Um, so it was really difficult for me, especially being away. Uh, but, you know, my family was safe and obviously I was just praying for everyone and keeping everyone in my thoughts that, you know, have lost their homes and, um, you know, their animals, pets, all those animals, you know, it was just, very sad, sad time for Australia. Tiana and Jake both, I just want to say uh, we're up against a break here. Uh, we've got to step aside for a second here on the Sports Illa Show. Uh, but uh, I want to reiterate what I said to you right before we went on the air. We are very grateful to be a small part uh, that's able to help you guys get the word out about this. So we're grateful to you. Thank you very much as well for your time and talking to us today. Thank you so much. Absolutely. Thank you for having us on. It was uh, wonderful to talk to you guys. Sportzilla Show, ESPN Radio 97.7 and 100.1. We're going to break down the Louisville SU men's game tonight, and that's next. On Twitch, Q Sports Talk and ESPN Radio 97.7 and 100.1. It's the Sportzilla Show on ESPN Radio 97.7 and 100.1. Here's Rain and Scoop. Speaking of Twitch, of course, SU Louisville, big game, must win. How about catching some live analysis and live reaction and an SU watch party with Eric Devendorf, Roosevelt Bowie, and Lawrence Moten? 
They're going to be watching the game. You maybe put it on TK99 and listen, or you put it on TV, and then you log on to Twitch and watch these guys react live to what they're seeing in the game. Going to be doing that along with Seth Goldberg from our Armory Square Studios. You'll also have a chance to win an SU T-shirt, courtesy of University Sports Shop in Destiny, USA, and Great Northern Mall. That is Twitch.tv/slash Q Sports Talk about six forty-five p.m. How much of an inspiration do you think at different points Tiana has been to the men's team as well? And everybody on campus and everybody in this community and really her story went worldwide and international. I, I have to think that that's the case. So let's do it for T tonight. Let's talk Hughes. Uh, as we've mentioned, I, I think a lot of the issues going into this game, seven o'clock tip off, obviously are obvious. Jordan Noir, the key. We talked about him yesterday. Fatigue. It's an issue. Limited bench. Not much depth other than Quincy Garrier, really. And occasionally little Jesse Edwards. Foul trouble, especially Barama, and we've seen it affect other guys on the team. Overall, it's consensus. We've heard Jim even say it. Scoop, Lou Guy, Tiff. The offense is pretty good. Yeah, it's been trending down a little bit. Three-point shooting hasn't been as good as it was earlier. I don't know if the schedule was a little bit earlier because they're in a tough spot right now. But they have they they have the players. They have the ability. They have the talent. You've got Buddy. You've got JG3. I mean... They got Elijah. You know they can get this done. A few things have to work out in our favor. Uh, a few other things to look at. Maybe rebounding. Maybe a little bit better defense in the middle. Maybe the guard play tightening up things in the zone. All things you can riff off, Scoop. Take it from there. I enjoyed hearing Coach Beheim uh, get a little disgusted about the talk about, about fatigue. Yeah. You know, and how, you know, a lot of teams are only playing six, seven guys. Analytics and statistics and numbers back it up, though, especially in the last four to five minutes of games. Okay, it, but is that fatigue? I think that's what, what Coach was trying to say. Is that fatigue? Well, don't I and everybody else? Is, is a else? mental error necessarily fatigue? Yes. We They need to score more at the ends of halves and at the end of games. Wait, let me stop you right there. Don't you and I and all the rest of us armchair coaches know more about basketball than Jim? Don't no, we? Oh, no. we? Oh, we don't? No, we don't. Hashtag sarcasm. No, we Conti- don't. Continue, sir. I, I, there's, there's more knowledge about basketball in an atom of that man's hand <laughs> than in this room and all the combined Trolls at Syracuse.com. Let's be honest. Yeah. You, you mean know. in the comments? Uh, them? But no. I got a, I got a kick out of that. He, he sort of took umbrage at that whole argument about fatigue. Don't at me at, at scoop on that. And, continue. Uh, and, well, look. I mean, <laughs> I'm teasing, buddy. I'm teasing. This, this, this guy has been doing this for 50 years. Yeah, you're right. I mean, you're you asked right. him yesterday about what, what it's like to, to pack. This guy's been traveling to these games forever. And he certainly got this team up for a couple of big road games and road wins this year. So this is a doable thing tonight. To your earlier points, I mean, I was surprised that we got as much out of Elijah Hughes in the last game. He scored 25. You know, certainly they can shoot better than they have already. As good as Coach Beheim feels about the offense right now, they could probably do a little better. We certainly know there's parts of that 2-3 zone defense that they could execute a little better, whether that's fatigue or that's just learning that defense and getting better at it and making it almost like muscle memory. Uh, you know, the, we got guys that are, that are sure. We've got 
uh, freshman on this team, but it, this is a, a thing, a learning process. There's a learning curve. Yeah, you're absolutely right. There's, th- there is potential to win this game. You're in the Florida State game. Why can't you beat Louisville? You don't know which Noara is going to show up tonight. He is the key for this team. I think if he doesn't perform or they can shut him down, I think they can win this game. Cardiac use is something they're called for a reason. They can beat any team at any given time. Obviously, they haven't been doing the things. And in each game, I think you can sing, single out something different that might have caused them. You know, oh, my God, they don't shoot free throws very well. Well, there's been games that they have. There's been some games where they've struggled. You didn't see the one for 10 from JG3 from Joe Girard the other day. It's just not within his normal percentage that you would expect. With 10 shots, you're thinking he's going to make three or four of them, right? On an average day, that didn't happen. You, I don't know how much my heart can handle, though. You didn't see the over. <laughs> you didn't see the over from Buddy coming because, based on what his general performance is on a game by game basis, you expected a little bit more. Maybe certain things are just happening happening to this team at the most inopportune time. And yes, they're young, and yes, there's mistakes, and you can question decisions all you want. You can question whether Jim's making the right calls, the right substitutions, drawing the right plays up. Or whatever, but you still have to go out and execute on the court. And sometimes you just miss a shot. Just because you miss a shot doesn't mean it's a bad shot. It just means you missed a shot and you're going to have to take another one. That's all that means. But what are we, Scoop? Prisoners of the moment. And and yeah. and as has been said in a number of sports situations over the last uh, six months or so, why not us? Why not us? Why can't we win six in a row? Okay, let allow me, the fan, to, to look ahead from tonight's game. Why can't we win six in a row? Why can't we win the ACC tournament? Why can't another those are team? Just, those are just human beings in those uniforms uh, on, the, on the other bench. Why not us? And it's not just, you don't just hope that a, Another team has a bad game. You hope that Cuse goes out and seizes the moment and wins these games. We've heard the talk about closing out games, not holding on to win, but going out there full throttle and closing these teams out. The law of averages says sometimes these bounces, these shots, whatever you want to call it, are going to go in our favor. You never saw UNC happen in this season the way it's been. You can beat Duke. Whether you think so or not, you can slay the dragon and you can beat Duke. And they can make a run. They get hot at the right time. They can make a run and get through this ACC tournament. And until it doesn't happen, I choose to believe that it can happen, Scoop. And you're on the same. I know you're on the train with me. Well, look, everything's got to go right. We've talked about how this team sort of has to have all the stars aligned and all the components and facets of their game have to be in the top percentile. They've got to be performing at their best with the 2-3 zone defense. The shot's got to be uh, sinking. You've got to avoid the bad fouls. You know, you need Marek Dolajai to have a big game. You need Barama to stay out of foul trouble. You need Quincy to come up big. You need guys to come up big like the freshman did not too long ago. If called upon, you know, it can happen. You know, let's hope. Knock on wood. That was my head. Let's hope for the best tonight. Are we impassioned or are we impassioned? I just want to say a couple more things. We're up against our next break. First of all, number one, 
O'Doyle rules. I don't know why I felt like saying that today, but I did. It's sports related. And on this date, great find by the boss over here. Well, that's his nickname, the glue guy, Matt Page in studio with this. So on February 19th in 2014, tell everybody what happened to number one Syracuse. They lost against Boston College in overtime. 62 to 59. What was the record? The Golden Eagles, Boston College's record was just six out of 19. And then... Is he trolling us by bringing this up? Three days... No, no just it's kind of interesting. <laughs> three days later, so on the 22nd, guess what? In 2014, three days after that Boston College loss, number one Syracuse lost to number five Duke. Jim Beheim was ejected after storming the court at Cameron Indoor Stadium. That was the infamous jacket toss game. We're almost to the anniversary of that Six years later, I thought it was like two years ago, but it's been six I'd years. I feel almost. better about this whole story if that was if one of those games we won. <laughs> Listen, we have we have been keeping tabs on it. It's on social media. It's online. The jacket toss tracker overwhelmingly favors cues. If Jim throw, I think there's now one loss with a jacket toss. Can he just get off the plane and like whip his jacket off onto the tarmac and <laughs> disgust and just get the good luck flowing right away? I checked it about a week, week or so ago and it was seven and oh, maybe it's eight and oh, seven and one now. I cannot remember the exact record, but just it's in our favor. If Jim could toss the jacket tonight, I think we have a He's chance. He's probably already off the plane. I know this. Our good friend from Chicago and last word on sports, which is based out of Chicago, Jack Perrin. He's one of our NBA hookups here on the Sportzilla Show. He's going to join us next because, hey, the All-Star game was in Chicago. The dust has settled. It was a great format. I like the way it broke down. It was the best All-Star game in probably two decades. Next on ESPN Radio 97.7 and 100.1. It's the Sportzilla Show on ESPN Radio 97.7 and 100.1. Here's Rain and Scoop. If you follow us on Twitter at ESPN Sportzilla, a name that you will see quite often, Jack Perrin with Last Word on Sports, their head of basketball. One of our NBA connects that we like to bring on is with us on the phone. He's from Chicago, based in Chicago. There's a lot of great things in Chicago. I mean, we could write you a long list, but I think the best thing is you, Jack. Welcome to the airwaves. And it just so happens that the All-Star game was in Chicago. So it was there in your city. It looked fantastic on TV. They had the new format. They paid tribute to Kobe. They named the MVP award after him. And the game itself was the best it's been, as the glue guy said, decades. In decades. Your overall consensus opinion, the dust is settled. Talk to us about the All-Star experience in Chicago. Yeah, so, I mean, it was a, it was, there was a buzz in the city all weekend. Um, you know, a lot of anticipation towards it. A lot of secondhand uh, ticket sellers were making a lot of money as tickets were extremely hard to come by with a lot of them at, on the first first level being at eight nine $9,000. I mean, just a little outside my budget. But, um, no, it was, a, it was a weekend where it really proved that Chicago can attract people, and they, they had fun. A lot of celebrities, a lot of players, coaches attended. And, you know, I, I think it reflected well in the city, and, the, you know, I thought it was organized well. Um, you know, they, you know, other than maybe Shaka Khan's take <laughs> on the national anthem, but, it wasn't uh, good. you know, I thought it all went well. So was it better or worse yeah. than Fergie's in your opinion? Fergie's was potentially the worst I, ever. 
Yeah, it was. I, I think the one thing they might want to do with Shaka Khan is put her at the Super Bowl. I know it sounds weird, but that would make that whole bet on the over-under of the timing of it, I think, would make it more challenging because uh, we'd almost take the over of an average uh, <laughs> average uh, national anthem. Let's play some basketball. I, I don't think I could get my voice as high as Fergie did at the end of that <laughs> if I right. tried. Did you like the format of the game, though, Jack? I thought it was exciting. I mean, they were really playing hard. And, I mean, I see, like, I mean, we go on Twitter. We, we watch stuff on social yeah. media so we can be in the moment. And everybody's like, I cannot believe I'm getting angry at some of the calls or non-calls by the officials in an all-star game. I can't remember the last time I was this engaged in it. Usually it's on in the background. It was a good game, Jack. Yeah, and I, I think it. It, it bodes well for the format that they're trying to set up. I don't know if it's because they're picking. I mean, essentially, if you look at the teams, I mean, the, the starters were all West Coast, and the you know starters were all in the Eastern Conference. Team, you know, we take Team Giannis and Team LeBron. Uh, they stayed true to their conference for the first four picks. But um, I, I think something about that picking of it, um, maybe there's more pressure on them to feel like they need to play defense. But you know. I guess even 17th pick Kyle Lowry, who took two charges. I mean, when do you remember charges being taken in an NBA All-Star game? Yeah, it's very, um, it's very you know, rare. Yeah, and there was defense being played, and, you know, it seemed like that whole pickup game concept, you know, that they actually cared more about it than in the past. And, you know, frankly, from I would say last year, I didn't feel – I didn't really like it in a sense of unless you're moving towards no conferences – I thought, you know, breaking down the conferences, you know, where you could pick anyone from any conference, I didn't like that idea at first, but you really can't argue with the results, you know, that this is working out. And maybe they still are planning on going to some no-conference setup because it does seem like the divisions and the conferences are becoming less and less relevant. So they may be moving to something different, you know, down the line. And, you know, they clearly, um, you know, the, the NBA is kind of at the forefront of making some you know, interesting changes from time to time. And, you know, I can't argue with, I thought it was a great game. You know, I think the only way to truly improve the All-Star game from here on out is maybe have team patches on the jerseys or the shorts. So that way you know what like, teams guys are coming from. Because you can have, you yeah. know, for instance, Jason Tatum versus Kemba Walker. That's a on great opposing idea. Teams. I love that. That's fantastic. You know, on the Pro Bowl, they would have helmets, the team's helmets on there. Right, right. I definitely think that would help, you know, some of these players that, especially the reserves where you might not necessarily know where they're from, although it is an NBA all-star, you know, game. And, you know, even the, you know, 22nd pick is, you know, pretty, pretty well-known player, but, you but know, a lot of I guys are moving teams too. That's true. That's true. And, you know, and, and you know what, you don't always, um, you don't always get a chance to watch all the games. Like for me, um, you know, I've been trying to watch more of these West, um, like Utah Jazz. I'd like to watch more of. Um, now it's not West Coast; doesn't prove it that way. But you know, I, I really like the Memphis team, and you know, I'm trying to watch as many Memphis games as possible because I just love, I love John Morant, and you know, I love watching them play. And they've actually moved themselves into a playoff contention at the moment. They were out of it for a while. With Jack Perrin of Last Word on Sports, he's our go-to NBA guy, ESPN Sportzilla, 97.7 and 100.1 FM. Jack, what has been the biggest surprise for you so far in this NBA season? 
the Raptors being so good? Uh, what, what would you put in that as an answer? John Beeline being fired or being let go of or his giving deal? up with four <laughs> years left well, on his deal? Jeez. Yeah, yeah. If only that could happen to the Bulls. But I would say biggest <laughs> surprise, um, you know, Thunder. I mean, Thunder six in the West. I mean. It didn't seem like in the off season they were going into full on rebuild, and you know they got Chris Paul that they you know didn't even really want, but it would it made the deal uh, work, and um, lo and behold that actually put together a pretty decent team, you know, considering. So that that surprised me. Um, I still think the Timberwolves. I'm just amazed at their fall, and I, and I realize they're now. You know, they seem to be moving to rebuild themselves, but I just don't understand what has been happening with their talent. Obviously, they now traded away, you know, to the Golden State, you know, I mean, one of their best players, middly underachieved, but, you know, I mean, it was only a few years ago when everyone was like, wow, they have four number one picks in the draft. You know, they're going to do fantastic, and they just never made it. Um, and then, you know, the Warriors being last place. I, you know, I realize they don't have any of their major stars. Uh, playing, but it just seems to me kind of like that that team would have still played better is what I think. Like, I, I, I actually almost question that they're not in the tank. I know Warriors fans on Twitter are all about they're going to get the number one pick, et cetera, which I have to admit seems still to me a bit unfair for a team that had four all-stars now is going to potentially get a number one pick. But, you know, that's the way it goes. So are you shocked that Draymond Green didn't carry the Warriors by himself? No. Oh, no, you asking but, Jack? But I'm sorry. Yeah. yeah, but they're a team. But, but I mean, their offense, admittedly, their offense worked because of their shooters like Clay Thompson and, and Curry, as we all know. But there was no depth when they behind had Durant. Them, yeah, well, it turns out that's probably it. But it just seemed like their system was so well-designed, and they had been so used to playing tough games. I mean, I think the Bulls got a couple extra years out of the Thibodeau coach teams after they lost Derrick Rose because of the fact that they've been playing tight games and some of these guys really weren't that good, you know. But as it turned out, but at the time, seemed to be still playing well. That's why I would expect them. I'm not saying I expect them to be a playoff team, but I'm just a little surprised. You know, 12 wins seems a lot. I would think they'd have more than that. Jack, we're up against the break. i got about 30 seconds uh, before we get a step aside, but I have to bring this really quickly into your ears. Because we brought up Fergie. Give me a 20-second answer. Uh, they threw the lawsuit out between Charles Oakley and James Dolan, so Dolan won the lawsuit. Aside from him selling the team to make it better, who should the next coach be? Mark Jackson, Pat Ewing, who are you thinking? What comes to mind? First answer. First answer, um, I don't like the idea. I know you like Mark Jackson. I I think the, the next, the smartest thing they're doing are bringing in some bring in an agent, you know, I, I don't know if that's official yet, but bring in an agent to help uh, manage the team. And I think a coach that maybe is more, um, I, I just think you've got to go completely in a new direction. So of gotcha. course, I don't have a, a good name for you, but you know, I like what the Knicks are actually doing with the front office. Now, be that as it may, they still got Dolan. I know I'm running up against the clock here, but you know, I wish the Bulls would do something similar. You know, I really do because those two those two teams have been mired in you know horrible horrible management and play for too long. 
I love that anytime we talk basketball with Jack, all things go back to the Bulls. With me, they always go back to the Knicks. And with the glue guy, they always go back to the You're Celtics. Right. You're right. Jack, have a great rest of your day. We appreciate the time. We'll reach out again very soon. Sports Illustrated Show, ESPN Radio, 97.7 and 100.1. There's an outdoor hockey game on the way. We're going to give you the details. On Twitch, Q Sports Talk and ESPN Radio 97.7 at 100.1. It's the SportsZilla Show on ESPN Radio 97.7 and 100.1. Here's Rain and Scoop. Tonight, it's the Burdick Lexus and Burdick BMW Basketball Post Game Show. After the game, join Seth Everett and Roosevelt Bowie as they recap SU Louisville. They'll take your calls tonight and bring you Coach Beheim's post game press conference. Scoop, on this date, let me go back there. This one, not Syracuse basketball related. Uh, this is actually Miracle on Ice related. 1980 Winter Olympics in Lake Placid, an American team full of mostly amateur amateurs upsets a Soviet team mainly consisting of pro players in the medal round of the tournament. USA completes its gold medal run two days later with a win versus Finland. That brings us over to hockey. Never in my lifetime, let me just say this, never in my lifetime has any sporting event or any game been any bigger and meant so much to me in my lifetime over the course of years. I don't think there's a bigger sporting event in my lifetime. The Cavs winning the championship? No, it's not as big as that. I love the Cavs winning the championship. But that 1980 win was spectacular, completely unexpected. When you think that they got shellacked by the Russians at Madison Square Garden just days before. And then if you also look at the state of the world at that time, it was a monumental achievement. I'll never forget it either. I was sitting in the living room with my grandfather and my great-grandmother Watching that game, it was the three of us. I'll never forget it as long as I live. You're absolutely right. It was one of those you just can't forget where you are and what you were doing. Oh, maybe that'll apply 2021 next year, February 12th. You're looking at the Empire State Classic. This will involve a Syracuse Crunch, the Utica Comets. It's an outdoor game at Griffiths. All over your social media, everybody's been covering it. It's the basics, but it also includes, uh, I'm very happy about SUNY Oswego and Utica College being included in this. If you remember the Dome Classic a few years back, I like that they brought the college teams in on that as well. So that's, I mean, listen, there's been, the Syracuse Crunch gave me the first outdoor classic at the fairgrounds years ago. There's been a number of them since but a lot of the NHL players, they're now getting used to the the outdoor games. It's been a pretty regular thing. But it's not every day you can get some D3 kids and hockey players an opportunity to play in something like this. So I love that aspect of it. That game will be Friday, February the 12th, and then the Crunch Comets game Saturday the 13th, the 11th outdoor AHL game yep. in the AHL's history. And uh, it'll be something special at Griffiths Business and Technology Park. Yeah, they did it at the fairgrounds uh, initially. Syracuse Crunch with the very first was it's twenty three twenty something thousand people. I don't remember the exact number right off the top of my head. They're, I don't they're, even... they're talking about sixteen thousand fixed seats going in at Griffiths uh, with the rink, obviously. Video screens and yeah, it should be interesting. And you got to love the rivalry, of course. Even this year's edition brought to you by Delonco's Italian Steakhouse. Uh, those are all indoors, whether they're in Utica or Syracuse. I think game number eight's on the way soon enough. We're going to get you on the block. 
Brent Axe ready to go next 4 o'clock. This is the SportsZilla Show, ESPN Radio 97.7 and 100.1. Catch the Alan Griffin Show every Thursday at noon, live from Attilio's Restaurant and Bar on James Street, presented by Davidson Ford and Clay. Take an in-depth look at Syracuse basketball. To be competitive and, and, and be in these games, you know, these we need those three guys on the floor as much as possible. The Alan Griffin Show every Thursday at noon, live from Attilio's Restaurant and Bar on James Street, presented by Davidson Ford and Clay. On the pulse of the orange, ESPN Radio 97.7 and 100.1. It's showtime at Burdick Lincoln in Drivers Village. It's the only new car show in Central New York where you can see, try, and buy new Lincoln 2020 models direct from Burdick Lincoln. Now, here's a real showstopper: the all-new 2020 Lincoln Corsair five-passenger SUV. This expressive all-wheel-drive luxury SUV is designed to feel like a personal sanctuary. Express yourself through a variety of personal settings to make every moment your own. At Burdick Lincoln, you can lease the all-new 2020 Lincoln Corsair for much less than you'd think. Find favorable APRs and buy incentives, too. Shop for yours now at BurdickLincoln.com. That's BurdickLincoln.com. Or better yet, head to Burdick Lincoln in Drivers Village to see, try, and buy or lease your new 2020 Lincoln Corsair luxury SUV from Central New York's only authorized Lincoln black label retailer. Burdick Lincoln in Drivers Village, Cicero. Shop BurdickLincoln.com. You know what I don't get? What's that? Batteries. I mean, why can't everything just run on double A's? My cell phone battery some special kind. I've been calling all over town just to find a replacement. I need a new battery for my laptop, too, and finding one of those is nearly impossible. And then there's my watch, which can't keep time anymore, so that probably needs a new little battery. I mean, who would have thought I'd spend all day looking for batteries of all things?